Kurt in there too. Okay, here with Serge during the Tasteful Eight. Hi guys. <laughs> Sorry, I just finished a run. We just finished the workout. Uh, workout three. Yeah. So Serge, tell us about, uh, give us your background. Oh, well, um, 28 years as a, uh, 28 plus years as a member of the RCMP, recently retired in uh, January, officially and transition over to uh, the public servant side. So uh, I figured the numbers added up for me yeah. and uh, financially it was a good, good choice. So yeah. um, my service took me to uh, a lot of places, Alberta, um, then the, uh, what was at the time Northwest Territories, now Nunavut, oh. Northwest Territories proper, then to uh, Quebec, then back to the territories, then Saskatchewan, and then uh, Ottawa, Africa, uh, Ivory Coast, uh, Israel, nice. and Ukraine. Oh wow! So that's been the the journey. That's been the journey. Yeah, that's quite. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Great thing with service, eh? It, mm -hmm. it does take you places mm -hmm. if you want to go. If you want to go, that's the key. If you want to And it hasn't uh, done me wrong at all. Two times up north. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, the, uh, I think what gets to you is the, the isolation. You realize when you first arrive, you land, and uh, where we went was a place called the Glulik, Little Island, uh, off uh, the Melville Peninsula. And so between the Melville Peninsula at the top of Hudson's Bay yep. and Baffin Island, little village of 1,200 Inuit uh, folks and uh, a few government uh, officials, including the RCMP. And you land, and the airport is elevated in relation to the town, obviously. And okay. It's all shale, so it, you know, at first sight, uh, we arrived in September, it was winter already. It looked like the moon, like you had landed on the moon. <laughs> it's all, it's flat, and you see no hills, yeah. and uh, just like, the wind Jesus, what did I sign up for? Yeah, <laughs> especially my wife was, was, you know, tougher on the, yeah. the partners and the spouses because yeah. you're at work, and you get called out, and so in a 24-hour period, you're probably busy a good 12 hours a day at least. Yeah. Uh, whereas your spouse is just at home waiting, right? And, and there's a little circle that uh, that takes town, place, yeah. spouses and, and uh, other people in town. But yeah, the but if you're RCMP, you. you're always RCMP, and they and the and the village knows you're RCMP. And that's the thing, right? So you you try to stay fit, and and you go for a run, but you can't go too far. First of all, the road only takes you to the dump yeah. and back, and at the dump there's you know, the risk of polar bears. So you can't go that far unless you carry something for yeah. protection. And uh, until you get your, your level of confidence, you're not quite sure on going that far anyway because you don't know, you're always paranoid that what if they don't like me and a pickup truck pulls up and they jump me, yeah. right? And then the other opposite of the spectrum is true where you get too complacent and and bad things happen. Yeah. Lucky for me, nothing ever happened. Yeah. And that's a six, six months there or a year? It's uh, actually, that was a, uh, a three-year post for me and ended up being one year because they needed somebody on the western side, a place called Wati 500 people. 
and it was uh, at the time it was a one-person detachment. Oh. So my wife and I, and I, we always joke that I deputized my wife yeah. because I was responsible for two other uh, villages that I traveled to either by plane or, or snow machine. And uh, because it's all flying communities, right? Mm. And uh, when I was gone, people would still come to, like you said, always on RCMP. People come to the door. Uh, people call the house wanting a police officer, and there's no one there. I'm away. So my wife had to answer some, some calls. Oh, wow. And uh, as it turns out, uh, years later, she became an RCMP herself. Well, <laughs> so, well I mean, yeah, there you go. That's so, pretty much... <laughs> Baptism by fire. Baptism by fire. Yeah. When did you start CrossFit? What year? Actually, what year and what led you to CrossFit? Very simple. The RCMP was introducing a functional uh, fitness program for all of the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was in 2000 and 2008. Um, I came to Ottawa. And um, I was helping with the, um, the fitness testing for uh, the regular members. Mm -hmm. Through that, I became aware of this, uh, this pilot project that they were testing. And basically, it was CrossFit. Just they would call it functional fitness, yeah. right? Right. And the uh, same type of, of varied uh, movements uh, and, and functional uh, moves. So... I was one of two guys testing it for the Ottawa area. Okay. And uh, did that over the course of six months or so, provided feedback. The intent was to have a program that you could take either on the road or in isolation and using a PDF with simple instructions and mm -hmm. a minimum of equipment. So mm -hmm. a box, a barbell, some bumper plates, uh, a battle robe, that sort of stuff, you could stay uh, relatively fit, if not get fitter. So there's four levels of progression from beginner to advanced. And so I tested that for a while, and I was living in Orleans at the time, and I would go down uh, Trim Road and drive by uh, a CrossFit gym physics yeah. at the time. That's and I thought, okay, well, too. the next transition for me is to step it up yeah. because... Uh, doing it in a pair was not um, challenging enough. Yeah, know? not not every, and that's not the intent of CrossFit right. too, right? Like even the even the teams, they train together, but they're doing their own workouts to maximize the fitness, right? Pair is fun every couple of weeks, but right. that's not the intent of CrossFit. Exactly, and at some point, I thought, well, who's monitoring me? Right. Who's my coach? Right. So is my form okay? How do I get better? Because you achieve a certain ceiling yeah. uh, very quickly. And how do I progress? Right. And what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How do I build on? And that was the, I guess, the gap in the program is that it didn't really address that. Right. Um, because all you have is a PDF. And I think now they have videos and so on. And you always have access to the fitness and lifestyle yeah. person, but through email or telephone perhaps right. whereas what i found at physics or crossfit was um live feedback yeah. as you go yeah right and sometimes uh, quite frequently a little serving of, of humble pie right yep and Always. which was great <laughs> was great yeah. so that's so physics in 2000 because i went to physics i started 
legitimate CrossFit in a box 2013 when I stopped cycling. So when were you at physics then? It would have been probably 09 yeah. uh, for a good two, three years. Oh, wow. So you must have been one of their first members. Yeah. Yeah. You know and, Andrew? Uh, at Andrew's the time, the there was um, the brother and sister that yeah, owned yeah. it. Frank and Isabel. Frank and Isabel, yeah. exactly. Uh, Isabel was quite colorful. Yeah. Um, and then they had a young guy. Howard. Yeah. yeah. Howard and one more that I can't remember now. Adam, Adam Davidson. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes, and I worked with his dad actually. Yeah. Uh, He's own, he owns a box now. In BC, probably. He's opening a box end of this month in Victoria okay. with his fiance. Hmm. Yeah. And then the coach, the Olympic uh, weightlifting yeah, coach, um, was uh, Robitaille. Robitaille, Dan yeah. Robitaille. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he was really good. A good start. A good start. And then, yeah. so myself, my wife, my daughter were going. Um, and then for, I guess, practicality, we moved up the hill to Fortis because it's just down down the hill or uh, down the road from our house, which was better for my daughter coming home from uh, school. Okay. Uh, and then uh, stuck with Fortis until um, it would be October of last year when I came here, moved to uh, moved to Cars and then YOW. Okay. Yeah. Why, why, why the move to Cars? Just... It was a retirement move. Oh, so this is your so, last house. Like, that's my last house. Nice. And as a, as a couple, we get one. Unless my wife gets transferred at some point. Uh, so she's still a member? She's still a member. At HQ here in Yeah, Bar-Haven? exactly. Oh, that's nice. So cars was the right choice for us. Yeah. Clothes for her. And then for me, in the public service, I know I can eventually move to, uh, uh, to Lincoln. First open. Yeah. When was your first open? Or when oh, you decide, my God. Did you decide to do the open? You were told to do the open? <laughs> well, more or less at the time, uh, Isabel was really, uh, because most of my classes were with Isabel, the few with Frank. Yeah. But Isabel was adamant that we would do the open, right? So throw in the 20 bucks at the time or whatever it was. Yeah, still my first open would have been the one where we did, uh, I think it was power snatches and burpees. Yeah. And uh, so burpees to a target. So, uh, you know, six inch, I think, above your head. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, 13.1. Yeah. That's right. So, so that was 40, my first one. 30, 30, 30, 20. Yeah. We just, yeah, me yeah. and Mike just did that one for fun the other day. And we're like, oh, that's a lot of burpees. And that was my first open and yeah. my first time that I, I vomited uh, during a once. So it was a good, good experience. <laughs> Tell us about the days. Where, and I, I only experienced one year of it, because my first open was 2014. And I think it was 2015, they introduced scales. But I remember when the workouts were, this is the workout, everybody in the gym's doing it. And if you could get, if it started with toaster bar and you didn't have them, like you were working for 20 minutes to get one. That's right. And now we have uh, athletes who are like, okay, what's the scale? It's like, oh, now the scale is like, oh, I don't know. It's like, guys, remember that back in the day, like some people did the open and were doing three reps and that was their seven minute right. workout. Yeah. How is that in terms of just, um, you know, like that's, that's mental fortitude. Well, back yeah, in the day, because like, now. We'll talk about mental fortitude. It's like, okay, I don't have this. Like maybe I could get like one in a row. And we had a guy, a big guy at physics, I remember like 
big, and I can't remember which workout, but it started with toes to bar, or the second move was toes to bar, and he did like 10 in, in seven minutes, and it was awesome. <laughs> Every rep was a big deal. Yes. And often you'd see a number of failed attempts in between. Yeah. And yet the people persevered yeah. and eventually got one. The crowd was going wild. Yeah. It's fantastic. Whereas now, I, well, I know the, the last open I did a couple of years ago, there you are. And it's tough now because you're mixed with a bunch of people and which is good for everybody, I suppose, but you don't know who's where in the workout. Right. Whereas back then you we knew. knew. You knew. Three or four of us were stuck with one movement, be it yeah. double unders or the muscle ups or whatever. Yeah. And man, did you swing hard to try to get yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. And Frank, um, to his credit, was one of the guys with Isabel. Like, listen, like, at our gym, a rep is a rep. If you don't go below parallel, that's fine, but it's not a rep. Try again, but your score in the open is going to be your legit score. So when people say, like, Okay, what was your score in the open? Yeah, what gym you go to? Like, oh, that's a legitimate score. Yeah. Whereas like, oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's good enough. And good enough wasn't good. And when we do the open here, the RX, like if you're going to do the RX, you're held to like, this is the standard. And if you can't do the standard, you have the scale option. And if you're doing your best effort and like for, for a wall ball, if you have a hip issue, it's okay because you're doing the scale. But if you decide to do that RX, everything's got to be locked out. The form needs to be perfect. Uh, like a standard needs to be uphold and i thought that was like that was really cool like watching people try as best as they could to do something that they couldn't or haven't been able to and then finally got it right and i think you need that because the few even the, the friendly competitions i've been to in the area yeah you go yeah. and <laughs> the the rep no rep is always contentious it's all over the map with the judges, and there are yeah. some athletes that cannot accept a no rep. They they get all worked up. Yeah. And but you need that because it keeps you honest. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at so the local competitions, and we we're we're pretty big on standards here. And sometimes we go to like our athletes will go to local competitions, and they'll look at the other people work out, and they're getting the reps, and they're like, "That's not a rep." That was like, you know what? It's a local competition. They're volunteers. They're, they're trying their best. And yeah, it's not a rep per se, but you also have to understand, like, we're just here to get fit. And it would be nice if they had a judges meeting before um, and everybody was consistent in their standard. But it's also intimidating for a judge, right? Like, hey, we need judges. Can you volunteer? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah we need you. Like, come on, you're going to do great. And then you have, you know, a strong personality coming into the workout and they're like, what do you mean no rep? And they're like, oh, I'm just going to give them the reps because it's not worth my right. time. I'm just a volunteer, right? It's hard. It's not yeah. easy. It's not easy for, for the local judges. So I always say to my athletes, like, listen, it's, you know, like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. I understand, like, you want things to be even, but... They're not getting paid either, right? Well, that's just it. And, and for me as a competitor... And they're not trying to screw you. It's not like Rogue or Reebok or waiting for me on the sidelines with a, yeah. uh, a contract or a check. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, let it go. I heard... Uh, I did hear one person at the Fortis comp launch like a 45-pound play because he got a no-rep and couldn't deal with it. And I was just... I was, I was, like, I was thinking to myself, like, 
man, like, how do you deal with problems in life? Yeah. Like, I know rap Matt Fraser at Regionals, and he's like, okay, because he knows it's a no rep. And he's riding a fine line, and then he goes back to a baseline standard and then tries to bring that line back <laughs> up again and sees where I'm going to no rep him. And as soon as he gets another no rep, comes back, right? Because he's trying to go fast. That's he right. knows. You know. And if you don't know what's a rep or not, um, it's it's partially like you and it's partially your coaches. Like, are they understanding... Um, during a workout, that was a great workout. But listen, we got to work on you getting below parallel. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting fit. Things are great. But know that it's not a RX standard yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're still going to get really fit. Exactly. And that's, and that's the goal. That's the overall goal. So now you've seen CrossFit. Base, well, 2013 open, but you started 2008, right? Yes. And I want to say the first open... First open was eleven, so you so you were around for the first open, but didn't do it right. yet. Where do you see now with regionals being taken out? Where do you see the open going? Do you see them doing like the games open RX standard and now the scale? Like, do you see them adding another version? Well, I think that's where it has to go because now the pool of, of competitors is so wide, worldwide, mm-hmm. and how do you get somebody who's at the top of their game, wherever they come from, win uh, an invitation and then not be competitive uh, when they get to the show? So I don't know how they're going to manage that. But. Yeah. And for me, uh, my first Open with the 13, I knew that by a year or two, I could be somewhat competitive in my age group in Canada East. But when when you dilute me with thousands of others, either you say, well, what's the sense? Why would I put 20 bucks and be uh, so far down the line? And some will, will be fine with that, but if you've got that little bit of competitive nature and yet you don't have the time to make this your full-time, um, I guess, occupation. I, I don't know where yeah. it's going to go. Well, we've taken, it's, it's funny, like we've evolved in the Open from 2015, everybody's doing the Open, sign up for it, like we're all going to do it, to now it's a single email, here's how the Open's going to work. If you don't want to do it, just come on Friday, you're going to have, you're going to judge yourself, and don't worry about the score. Like, because it is a competition, and you will be on a leaderboard. And if you want to do it great, you're going to have a judge. But if you don't want to do it, we're not going like, to push as much as we used to. We wanted everybody to do mm-hmm. the open. But now it's like, if you want to do it, great. But if you do want to do it, here's how it's going to work. Here are the times for the redos. Um, but understand, like again, there is a standard. Be able to take a no rep. Don't freak out. <laughs> We don't get the no rep, and uh, it, it, is, it is a competition, right? And some people, like, don't like that, but some people still want to do it. And I, I enjoy it. I don't stress about it. But what kind of got me was uh, the year we decided to change it, and I talked to members, and they were like, the open would stress me out. I was like, really? Like, this stresses you out? And they're like, yeah, like, what's the workout? And if a movement comes up, I can't do, like, I was like, and don't sign up for the open. Like, if it's really bringing you that much stress and aggravation, it's just a, it's just a workout. It's, you know. 
So that but really got to me. That That's why is... we changed the format. That way I was like, it's one email, and then from whenever, from the, that email that we send out, like, beginning of January, we don't, like, we'll talk about the open a little bit. But if you don't want to do it, I'm not going to, like, hey, you got to sign up, you got to sign up, right. you got to sign up. It's do it or don't do it. We're all doing – it's going to be the workout on Friday, every Friday for the open, but – that's it. And then it's regular programming the rest of the week, right? I must say, though, that the, the, the feeling you get, the yeah. butterflies you get with, I don't know, uh, 10 minutes uh, before the first heat, even though you might be in heat number four, is something special. It is. And You're going to, like, and I've tried to repeat open workouts. I like, try to see if I can do better. And it's really hard. If you're kind of like on your peak of fitness because you don't have the atmosphere to right. elevate you. And you're trying, you're like, oh man, like that workout was two years ago and I didn't beat it. Yeah. What is wrong? Yeah. Am I not yeah. fit? Yeah. And the reason is because it's not the open. That's right. And you don't have the people watching you and the people like, even that first workout we did with the dumbbells and it was me and uh, Elena, we had a team of two. That last round, I was like, I want to put these dumbbells down, but everybody's looking at me, so I'm going to hang on. This is going to hurt a little bit. But if I was just doing this by myself, yeah, I'd probably put yeah. them down now. Yeah. Right? It was in the open. And, and that's, we're, you and I in heat number two, so you, you, yeah. you want to beat yeah. the, the teams in heat one, one, yeah. and two. Yeah. All those folks are now turned and looking at you, and yeah. they know they're looking at you. Yeah. So, yeah, and it, it's, it drives you. But it shouldn't be stressful. It should be fun. There should and stress is good. A little bit of stress is good, but it shouldn't be to the point where you dread it. Mm. And if you dread it, again, maybe take it a little bit too seriously. Yeah. Because guess what? If you're uh, coming to the gym, you're injury free. Your diet's good. You're gonna get fitter. Oh, exactly. Right. And then five weeks later, yeah. life goes on. Life goes so, on. that's the key right. to me. As life goes it. on. Yeah. yeah. Good. I always ask. Uh, Two questions to you guys. One, do you have any questions for me that you can ask? Anything you want to, that hasn't been on a podcast yet or that you've always been interested in? And two, uh, least favorite workout or least favorite movement? Well, the one question I always wonder, I never ask, but I always wonder, is how do you go about the programming? Because it is significant. It's, yeah. it's five days a week. Every week, well, it, it's really uh, the Saturday. I don't know how that comes about, but yeah, yeah it's a lot of workouts to plan yeah. without trying or, or, or either purposely overlapping or trying to avoid to overlap and having yeah. a long-term goal. Yeah, so um, I do program. Uh, the macro is programmed around the open. So generally after the open is a strength cycle because we I say we get weaker after the open, but we are a little weaker after the open because we don't want to go past right. like 85% in list because we don't know what's coming up That's that right. week, right? And then after the open, you do like a five by five back squat, like, wow, I am not, that should, should, yeah. should be higher. So we do a strength cycle, and people are always shocked when they like get back into it in four weeks. And like, yeah. it's, it's there, it just needs to be yeah, exactly. So you get a strength, strength cycle in. Um, we Two years ago, we've made conditioning a priority. So whatever we're doing, conditioning is always going to be in there. So you're always going to see a smaller workout, a longer workout, and something, you know, probably two workouts where, where, where pacing is involved, right? Something like that. Um, 
right now, I don't think CrossFit's going to do the liftoff. So actually, good story. Emma and Mike came over. We programmed all seven weeks. We still have a little bit of tinkering to do it all seven weeks from tomorrow up until we're going to have our in-house Olympic meet on November 24th, so seven weeks. And they were like, yeah, it's going to take us two and a half hours. I was like, okay. So I started a clock. We haven't finished, and we were at five hours and five minutes. Wow. I was like, see, because, you know, you get your skeleton of all your wads, all your workouts, and they're like, oh, see, like, we're done in two hours. Like, okay, now let's go through the timing of everything. Now let's go through the coaching. And guess what? We, don't, we've, we haven't done chest bars in seven weeks, or we haven't done pistols in seven weeks. And you're missing any kind of uh, a squat snatch in yeah. a workout in seven weeks. And these are things that you have to keep looking back, right? So when I'm programming, I'm always looking at two, the, the past two weeks. And what haven't we done from movements in the open, specifically in the past two weeks? What movements could come up in the open that we haven't done in the past two weeks, like pistols, yeah. has never been the open. But it's always in the judges' course. Oh, yeah. And it's an easy uh, movement to scale. Oh, yeah. To air squats right for people so is it a matter of time and again that's a movement too that will add mobility to your hips and your mm -hmm. ankles so it's a good opportunity for mobility even though it's not in the open so you're you're always looking to you know um keep it constantly varied but have a you know have, have a two-month plan in mind as as to what we're gonna hit um the other thing too is you look for weaknesses for example uh did a kettlebell hang snatch. Kettlebell, yeah, kettlebell hang snatch. And people were just not great at it. Like the kettlebell yeah. was hitting their wrists. Hitting their wrist, yeah. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to program these a little more so that we get the hang of this in case uh, it, it does come up in the open or a competition or something like that. Uh, revamped uh, the gymnastics. Well, Emma and Mike revamped the gymnastics when they came back from the course. So we spent the whole summer a lot of gymnastics instruction we're trying to get people to get the thumb around the bar push down on the bar rather than pulling up with the bicep um listen to crossfit a lot like if you're not watching the water of the day mm -hmm. and what they're programming you know not say you should do their programming or do their programming but they have some pretty cool stuff and ideas that you don't think of and watch other gyms and make sure that you're hitting key things, right? Push, pull, mobility. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not easy. And even when I was purely doing the programming, Emma would always look at it. So the programming would be done for Friday night. She would look at it and be like, Steve, you know, uh, man, you're gonna light people's shoulders up or you got pull-ups three times this week or something like people are gonna rip and you're programming the best you can. You have somebody review it. You have to be humble about it and then jig it around so that it's hitting as much stuff as you can. Right. And again, some stuff, like you said, is on purpose. It's tested uh, two weeks in a row yeah. to see like that progression, right? Um, but we're always going to squat. You're always going to get below parallel twice a week, mm. right? You're always going to get shoulders in twice a week somehow, even if it's a wall ball and going to get some core in. But there's something, again, we've noticed that uh, a lateral core movement, so something like a Russian twist, we haven't done a lot of. Everything is like straight up and down yeah. or front and back. Like, that's, that's a gap that yeah. we've got to fix. So we're going to see a little bit more of that. And you're always learning. You know, if anybody says they have the perfect program, 
then why don't they? Why aren't we all using it year exactly. in and year out? Right? It should become the the, the template then. Because as the sport progresses, like handstand walk, I thought in the open they would have a strict handstand push in, uh, strict handstand push ups before they ever had a handstand walk, and then they had that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang. But those athletes are, are beyond belief. Right. And it's, it's nothing for the regional yeah. athletes, but people who want to do well in the open. Like, I, I still want to do well in the open. I didn't have it. It's like, well, I got to get this now. Just yeah. like a strict ring muscle up yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, do you think like, well, I just got my muscle up. Like, yeah, well, the strict ring muscle up is going to happen eventually. So we got to start thinking about that. Or other things. I don't know. Like, now that they introduced the dumbbells, there's so many things you can do, right? Which, yeah. uh, you know, you asked me a few minutes ago about my least favorite. Yeah. The thrusters used to be on my on my list. Uh, the dumbbell thruster is, is there, but probably the the box step over is the one with the dumbbells. Yeah. It just, it's taxing uh, beyond belief for me somehow. And that's right You're now, that's tall? on my list. 5'9". Uh, so that doesn't dozen. help, yeah. yeah. That doesn't, like, Mike's the same thing. Mike Friesen's like... These things are just, because yep. it is a long step up. Yeah. And it, again, it forces you to do a lot of mobility, a lot of core work. Uh, paleo chair is good for that, like yeah. getting the hips loosened up. It's just like, I don't know the same thing with you with pistols, but the more I do, the better I get at them. Oh, me too. So like the first step is, is... It's like, I need to do 40 yeah. in the world <laughs> that look yeah. like crap. And then I start almost like lubricating my hips exactly. and ankles. That's and it's like, exactly okay. it. All right, now, now it's yeah. feeling a little better. And same thing with the box overs. I need to, it doesn't feel good, but the more I do, the, 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 the looser I get. But I've got to keep the glutes and, and the core tight, because if yeah. you just get over, I mean, you could bail real quickly on those. But those are wild, wild, yeah. Well, we got, uh, we're in the second heat. We got four minutes. So we're good, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, okay, Serge. Thank, you, Thank you so much. First time for me. So. Thank you. All right, let's go.